This is the Grain Farmers Ontario Market Trends Commentary for May and June of 2020. Amid the COVID-related news, farmers have been busy in the fields across the greater North American Corn Belt. As of May 10th, 67% of American corn has been planted and 38% of American soybeans. During the week ending May 16th, that certainly increased despite cold weather, planters moved quickly. There have been some issues with wet weather in the eastern Corn Belt, but progress is so much better than 2019. COVID news events are changing quickly, as are the problems. Farmers are scrambling to safely plant this crop amid a demand picture fractured by COVID-19. And as we move ahead into June, the greater economy is opening up and agricultural commodity demand should start the long march back. On May 12th, the USDA released their latest WASDE report. The May report always offers the first detailed forecast for the U.S. grain year ahead. And the USDA is projecting a 2020-21 corn crop to come in at a whopping 15.99 billion bushels, which will lead to an unprecedented 3.318 billion bushel corn ending stocks at the end of the year. This is huge and may result in a projected ending corn stocks to use ratio of 22.4%. This was based on 97 million acres with a yield estimate of 178.5 bushels per acre. And despite the COVID-19 problems, USDA boosted usage in this crop year with feed residual at 6.05 billion bushels, ethanol at 5.2 billion bushels, and exports at 2.15 billion bushels. For old crop corn, USDA pegged ending stocks at 2.098 billion bushels, up 6 million bushels from the April report. U.S. soybean production is pegged at 4.125 billion bushels, based on 83.5 million acres and a trend line yield of 49.8 bushels per acre. The new crop ending stocks came in at 405 million acres, less than the pre-report estimates, and old crop soybean stocks went in the other direction, with the USDA raising ending stocks to 50, or I'm sorry, 508 million bushels, an increase of 100 million bushels over April. The USDA pegged Brazilian soybean production at 124 million metric tons, which is slightly less than last month, and projecting further out to the Brazilian 2020-21 year, the projection is 131 million metric tons, an acknowledgement of the consistent growing potential in the Brazil soybean country. Argentinian production was projected at 51 million metric tons, 1 million metric tons less than last month, and USGA projected total 2,020 wheat production for to be 1.866 billion bushels, less than the 1.920 bushel, billion bushels produced in 2019. On May 15th, corn and soybean futures were higher than the last market trends report. Wheat futures were higher, and May 2020 corn futures were at 319 a bushel, and the July 2020 soybean futures were at 838 a bushel. The July 2020 Chicago wheat futures closed at $5 a bushel, and the Minneapolis July 2020 wheat futures closed at $5.06 a bushel, with the September 2020 contract closing at $5.17 a bushel. And the nearby oil futures, as of May 15th, closed at $29.43 a barrel, up from the nearby futures recorded in the last market trends report of $16.94 a barrel. And the average price for U.S. ethanol on May 15th in the United States was $1.34 a U.S. gallon, up from the $1.20 recorded in the last market trends report. The Canadian dollar noon rate on May 15th was $0.7095 U.S., lower than the $0.7097 U.S. reported here on the last market trends report. And the Bank of Canada's lending rate remained at 0.25%.
In Ontario, corn planting is 90 to 95 percent planted, as conditions in late April and early May were ideal in many parts of the province. However, it was very cold with snow inundating many areas in the province on May 10th. In fact, many agronomists advised pulling the pin on May 6th as extreme cold and rain were predicted. Needless to say, there was little, if any, corn or soybeans emerged during that time. And as of May 15th, some farmers are done planting both corn and soybeans. However, at the same time, some have chosen to wait based on the cold temperatures. Rain has also inundated southwestern Ontario as of May 15th. Still, we are way ahead of progress compared to 2019. COVID continues to affect Ontario agriculture and the Ontario grain economy. The Grain Farmers of Ontario surveyed members, and one of the findings said 24% of respondents are experiencing cancellations or delays of existing grain contracts. This is serious business for Ontario grain farmers. As basis values hold no sway if contracts are cancelled or delayed, it is a very uneven time with price transparency with some grain contracts being a casualty of COVID-19. It is the black swan we never expected, and as we move forward, hopefully the grain stakeholders will be able to work with farmers and to get grain moved. The implications for basis are not good, but hopefully this will be a COVID-19 flash in the pan. As it is, old crop corn basis levels have decreased for corn delivered and increased for new crop corn from last month. Ontario grain demand continues to be fractured based on lower feed demand and ethanol production. This is starting to change in the U.S. and a return to normalcy in Ontario cannot come soon enough. And you can look at all our Ontario grain prices by going to the marketing section of our website. Now, the bottom line is it's been a tough eight weeks of lockdown for Canadians, and farmers have taken some of that brunt. Risking your lives for the sake of the food supply was never supposed to be part of the deal, but it is what it is. With June in the crosshairs, Canada's premiers are looking at ways of opening up the provinces. Staying healthy remains a priority. Salvaging our economy is also a priority. Finding a way to do it all safely remains an elusive goal. However, we move on with planters set to roll into June in Ontario. This is not 2019 with regard to planting conditions. Last year in the United States, approximately 14 million acres of corn and soybeans, which were expected to be planted, were not, and went into the U.S. Prevent Plant Program. In 2020, planting is ahead of schedule, and all these acres are in play again. 16 billion bushels of corn and 4.125 billion bushels of soybeans projected don't lie. The coronavirus is rough for sure, but big grain supplies are overwhelming that effect and still dominating our grain price structure. The elephant in the room changed a bit in mid-May. China remains the elephant in the room with regard to demand for agricultural commodities. It seems like the China-U.S. trade phase one agreement signed earlier was the bridge to the long way back as China has been buying soybeans. However, President Trump in the week of May 10th threatened to cancel that agreement based on the origins of the coronavirus. Soybean futures retreated on the news, and the rhetoric has been rising ever since. Simply put, we need Chinese demand, and the accusations from the American president were not helpful. As of May 15th, the Phase 1 agreement between the U.S. and China might be unraveling. Now, we know that COVID-19 did to oil demand. However, it's changing slowly as the United States, Canada, and other economies start to open up. China's industrial production is actually up from April, and all of this points to better projections for oil prices. In fact, in the United States, gasoline demand has increased, reflecting the new driving behavior. As tough as it's been for ethanol, maybe this is the start of the road back. 
Now, for corn, the May 12th USDA report seemed to downplay the damage to the corn demand from the COVID-19 issue, keeping demand components fairly solid. Everybody knows oil is cratered, then gas, and then ethanol, so keeping ethanol demand at 5.2 billion bushels seemed to be somewhat of a flyer. However, despite the problems, oil and gasoline are on the rebound, and the apocalyptic apocalyptic projections about corn demand might have been too dramatic. The USDA is surely taking that stance. It's also May when lots of corn is yet to emerge and becoming too negative with all the weather risk ahead may be too onerous. We are usually moving into a time where new crop corn pricing is very attractive. However, 2020 is a different year with the COVID-19 issues. Still, weather holds the key for production fields. The U.S. has been on a winning streak with corn production over the last several years and will need to see if that continues. The July 2020, September 2020 corn futures spread as of May 15th is minus three and three quarters cents, which is bearish. Seasonally, corn prices tend to trade up into June, but unfortunately, COVID-19 has upset that behavior. The nearby corn contract is currently at its seventh percentile of the past five-year price distribution range, making for significantly cheap corn prices. Now, for soybeans, China has the soybean market on eggshells. They have bought soybeans this year, but not as much as was expected by the Stage 1 agreements between the United States and China. Brazil has been the big beneficiary, but demand should be shifting back for American soybeans. However, the high U.S. dollar makes these beans more expensive, further hurting soybean demand. The 49.8 bushels per acre projection from USDA in May 12th will be adjusted further as we go along. However, keep in mind, soybeans aren't as bearish as corn, and a one or two bushel decline in 2020 U.S. yield will push soybean ending stocks below 350 million bushels. In other words, we aren't too far away from supply problems, which have the potential to send soybean prices higher. A growing season with lots of weather risk will help determine this. The July 2020 August 2020 soybean future spread is minus two and a quarter cents, which is considered sideways. Seasonally, soybean prices tend to trade higher into early July, but again, COVID-19 has changed the game. The nearby spot contract is currently trading in the 11th percentile, which is very cheap. Now, for wheat, wheat futures lost ground in the week ending May 15th as the world is still awash in wheat. However, per usual, weather will need to be watched in case a little excitement gets added. It's currently okay in the major wheat-growing areas of the world, but as usual, we need to keep abreast of weather conditions in the Black Sea area. Dryness in this area, as well as the U.S., can influence wheat futures across all classes. Now, in Ontario, wheat has suffered from extreme cold and snowy conditions on May 10th across much of the province, and how this will impact wheat yield is yet to be determined, but it has not been optimal. Canadian dollar value fluttering in the 70 to 71 cent U.S. level has helped keep Ontario wheat prices buoyant with old crop prices over 7.30 a bushel and with new crop for July near 6.30 a bushel. In Canada, we have become used to the unpleasant reality that the food supply chain has been fractured. Now keep in mind, this is not a singularly Canadian experience. It is happening in foreign countries as well. In China, for instance, which is a huge buyer of agricultural commodities, there are issues with the food supply lines. State-run and private companies are being encouraged to buy higher volumes of soybeans, corn, and soybean oil as the risk to a second wave of infections is very real. Now, sure, Brazil seems like this inexhaustible supplier, but there can be problems too. And as we move forward as farmers, we need to measure where the problems may be and how this might affect market prices. Uncertain times are rough for the Canadian dollar as of May 15th, touching 
0.7095 US, and this continues to create an Ontario cash market stimulus. With the staggered reopening of the greater Canadian economy, you'd think at some point there would be renewed strength in the Canadian dollar. However, during this COVID-19 time, the US dollar is king. The value of the Canadian dollars moves inversely to the value of the US dollar, and this has helped Ontario grain growers over the last several years. And when it changes someday, the true degree of lower grain prices will hurt. But as it is, the Canadian dollar is a thinly traded currency most of the time and certainly now. Needless to say, flat pricing for grain remains a good strategy for Ontario grain growers to make a profit. Standing pricing orders are fine tools as well, especially at a time of crisis when grain futures and foreign exchange volatility is high. As we move ahead, all of this will remain along with different geopolitical factors, which will surely affect grain movement. Finding our way in a healthy manner will continue to be a priority at this time. Then there is weather, which will surely determine how much grain gets produced in Ontario this year. Now, as the weather gets warmer, we surely hope to get this crop in the ground. As of May 15th, new crop corn is approximately $4.25 a bushel, and new crop soybeans are 11 and a quarter. Those aren't retro prices, but they might seem that way with the Canadian dollar doing the heavy lifting. There are faint signs of hope now as governments reduce restrictions and the economy starts to open. It will eventually show up in grain markets. And despite the surpluses apparent in any discussion of grain fundamentals, certainty is in short supply too. Daily market intelligence will remain key. There will be many marketing opportunities ahead. This has been the Grain Farmers of Ontario Market Trends Commentary for May and June of 2020. I'm Philip Shaw.